Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Friday to you. Happy Super Bowl Friday. It's what, Super Bowl Eve? Eve? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, have you have you gone to the deli and picked up your meat tray yet? <laughs> have you made your pizza order yet, Lucas? What? Uh, I, Lucas is, I got my charcuterie board. You I, got, I'm re- okay. I'm ready to rock and roll, man. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I, got my, I got it all ready to go, man. I'm going to... Get it all put together, making it nice and a little cozy, man. Like I got to get my drinks done. Walnuts, dried apricots, and things like that. You're going to dress no, up your charcuterie board that jelly much? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, jelly. What kind of jelly? Mm, I don't know. I'm going to let my wife handle that because she's <laughs> real picky on that. You know, I may go with some jam. Lucas probably makes his own yeah. charcuterie boards. Yeah. Honestly, I could see Lucas tweeting out a picture of a, char- a charcuterie like, board. And wings, somebody man. saying, like, hey, man, where'd you buy that? And he would say, like, he and his roommate, Blue, just made it. I'd be lying if I said we've never done that, but oh, not what we're yeah. doing for Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> what? <laughs> whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. So you have done that. I had never done that at, like, 25. Alan Bell's coming on Never. today. I would Pizza have bet any amount of money that Lucas had made a charcuterie board. So pencil me in is not surprised at all. Oh, I, I am. Uh, I've I done am. it with my girlfriend. I just love that. love charcuterie, man. Like so, the salami. Thank the, you. The, the different types of cheeses. Thank you. I feel like I got a smorgasbord of oh a lot God. of different things. I, could just I, just, on that for hours. I think if some guy getting in his truck right now, he's been working hard outside all day. Go and the first thing he hears board. is, I just love charcuterie. I just can't get enough charcuterie. I'm sorry. Damn charcuterie. No, I'm a wings guy on a Super Bowl Sunday. Really, any football game. That's that's it for me. Lucas and Blaine both eat the hottest food. Yeah, wings and pizza. I'm good with that. Blaine puts hot sauce on food that's already spicy hot. And then Lucas (laughs) just walks into anywhere we've ever been, and he's like, you know, what's the what's the option that you have that's the hottest? And it's always like, you know, you're insane or nuclear meltdown or, you know, call the undertaker, whatever that stupid name that they get the hottest. And Lucas always orders that. And they drop it in front of him. And, and, and it's like no trepidation. No, He eats that like I would eat just the number one from Whataburger. Well, there is pain. Like I do sweat. I know, and I but you the pain. It's like you don't prepare yourself mentally for it. Yeah. You just start sawing away on those I'll things. I'll get the hiccups. It gives me the hiccups. You the hiccups. <laughs> yeah, really hot but I have to do that like at Mexican restaurants. Because if you ask for hot sauce and they just bring you like Tabasco or Cholula, like I need more. So I ask for, and I feel like just a jerk for even asking but i asked for what's this what's the hottest sauce you have and then they bring out like a whatever habanero hot sauce they have and i'm like okay now we're talking is that like private reserve though they just have to dump some in a bowl because it's in a big vat in no, the back usually they have it's like, not pre-packaged is it no they have like bottled like habanero hot sauce in most places that are just hotter than regular uh, why tabasco. would you feel like a jerk for you're 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 just there to eat the tacos yeah, or whatever enough, why, why does that make you a jerk i don't know i sometimes the people i'm with roll their eyes like really you gotta ask that every time like i'm sorry I, I need it well that's just like saying hey man can i have some ketchup for my fries i don't see a yeah. problem with that yeah okay good it made me feel better about it i mean sure i think you're a jerk about plenty of stuff but i'm kidding <laughs> Dang. no i'm kidding lucas is <laughs> lucas is anything he's an expert in charcuterie um i don't know if mike Vrabel's an expert in charcuterie he's the nfl coach of the year i'm not surprised but uh an unbelievable start for him and people kept saying oh you know is it going to be him or zach zach taylor or who he got 36 votes. The next guy was Matt LaFleur. He got eight. I mean, he smoked the competition. Rich uh, Bisaccia, he got three. Zach Taylor got two. Belichick got one. Just for, Somebody probably votes for Belichick every year. Mm. It's like LeBron for MVP, and I know this year's been different. But most years in his career, we've had this discussion. You could have just given LeBron the MVP. Right. But, we must not forget this is for the regular season. I think regular was, season. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, if you just say 91 <laughs> players played on your roster – 
I think that coach, regardless of his variable, whoever else, that's hard to do. Uh, unfortunately, he did and did a great job in the staff, as I said, and all of us have said all season, what a remarkable job to bring in the right fit, the guy, the right mentality. The guys could get up to speed really quick on the, you know, do their due diligence and put in the work and time to understand what they needed to do as far as assignment, let alone learn the game plan. That's, that's a special gift there, uh, by, uh, Vrabel and JR to get those kind of players. Uh, I, it's undervalued, underappreciated about that whole deal. I mean, I, I was I was stunned really throughout the whole season. I kept saying, "I, I mean, nobody was, hey man, this is crazy picking up these players and they come step right in and play and contribute." And I'm not talking about on special teams. I'm talking about they were out there. Oh, they started the, game. the, the offensive lineman who was only here like two weeks and gone and yeah, some, played crazy. somewhere else. Um, that was against the Rams, right? And Greg Maben, who had been here and then was gone and then came back and started the week that he came back, and he never started when he was here in his brief stint before. And all the secondary injuries was, and then Screen. and I mean, he came Buster like, Screen came in and was like, he played all of the plays? Yeah, I, I was about to really say that besides Fulton, he was the best corner. I mean, I'll, I'll get up. That was, that's serious talk now. I'm, he plays inside and out, too. Yeah, I like multiplicity. He could do a lot of different things. Veteran, smart, still has speed aggressive there was nothing that i felt like okay that guy we should give him a, a futures contract <laughs> don't let him get away man he's a, a viable asset and a great guy and a veteran leadership if if you could let because jack rabbit's deal i think is a 10 million cap hit it's it's three dead so you could save seven million if you, if you cut him would you would you if if you're doing the math and you got the whiteboard and you and you're the assistant GM Blaine Bishop and you got that up there and it's Jack Rabbit or Buster Screen and then whatever you've got or whomever you draft, would you say I- I'm willing to let Jack Rabbit walk, spend some money on well, Buster? Well, all apples aren't that exactly that clear yeah. as you're putting it. To me, it's about okay, what role are you talking about putting Screen? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you talking about putting him in the starting role where Jack Rabbit is, or are you talking about bringing him in as a guy? who can back up any position and will play him anywhere as far as in the corner nickel dime spot. Mm-hmm. I like him there. I don't talk I don't like him maybe starting maybe in a pinch when somebody gets hurt and you start him two or three games. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh but to cuz now I have to give him the salary as a starter. But I think he's a great, you know, lean on if I don't get my guy mm-hmm. and he, I can make it through and then maybe we can develop another player that we may draft. So, But I do all around like him better than Jack Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I kind of hinted around to that all season. I think Jack Rabbit, it, it just depends on his uh, speed to me. And I think he's gotten to a point in his career where he better start studying his opponent's or he's going to slowly start looking slower and slower. Because as a veteran player, once you start getting up in an age and you lose a step here, you got to be a lot smarter with your brains and studying and anticipating. I, you know, I think if they run it at practice, he's good. But there's more than just practice. They're not going to run all the plays. Uh, that Well, he made some plays. He did. Uh, but I, I just – I like screen as a better player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just do. I just I – hate, I hate that. But Jack Abbott did okay – uh, but he, he probably will be a cap casualty. It just depends on where they think they are. I don't think in this day and age you need some elite corners. I think you got to have a whole bunch of really good ones mm-hmm. to be really solid. If you got a good, great front four. And you said this, way, and, and this mm-hmm. is the first time you said this. this. Is, I'm, I'm redesigning how I would do a team today's era, not how we played. Yep. Uh, so this is where the league is going. So 
Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what they're going to do with Harold Landry's. I, you know, pivot to, you know, the pass rush because if you think you got one more year with this crew, do you franchise tag him now? It's going to be a big number just to keep him around one more year and then see if you can kind of wiggle around and give him a long term deal. At the same time, you got to figure out what you're going to do with Simmons, who you know you want, you know you want to keep here. You know, he's a special talent. So, uh, yeah, this is it's going to be interesting off season where they decide to allocate money to positions because Cunningham is going to come into this picture as much as I like him. Do they want to spend that amount of money and do they need to put the money somewhere else? See, all of this, you know, that's why you got, uh, what's his, uh, Vin Marino over there? Yeah. Yeah, he does all the cap stuff. You know, I'm I'm not smart enough to do all that. I what, could be his assistant to his assistant assistant. And you know me, <laughs> I'm completely fascinated by this stuff. I would just yeah. ask Vin, can I just sit in your office and watch you do math? Uh, you, you would learn a lot. Yeah, oh, gosh. I mean, he's the wizard. Zach Cunningham, I, I think we did the math. If he played it, I can't remember if he played in, maybe he played in six games here, whatever it was, he led them in tackles for all but one of the games that he played here. From the day he got here, he was like leading them in tackles. But it's, they could let him go with zero penalty. It, it costs them nothing if he walks. So do but, you let him go and say, hey, we want to resign you? That way they get some cap cushion? And everybody keeps thinking, you know, his coach is here now that was with him in the Texans. But we don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I mean, people are assuming that that means it's good. I, I don't know that. I don't know the coach. And I don't know Cunningham well enough to say, hey, man, uh, do you like your coach? Does he like you? I think he said at the table, I know the head coach makes the decision in Cully. But at the same time, if you really love a player, be like, no, 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 I got him. I got him. Right. I got him. Worth saying, Bobby King was the D-line coach in Houston and now is inside linebackers coach. Well, he coached linebackers there before he got moved to D-line. Only one year on D-line. They had a relationship, no doubt. So Zach Cunningham is, uh, he's under contract through 2024, so three more years because he signed a gigantosaurus deal as an inside linebacker. And what is it, like $10 million a year? It's, It's 10. His base salary is 10. 11 and 12.5 for the next three years. And you don't have any, there's no dead cap, like I said, because the Texans eat all that when they cut him. Can they, you give him like five and lessen his cap hit and up front in the money? I, you know, I don't know how all the things work, but I would think that's one way you can go about it because I think you want him on your your roster. I think he, you know, some more time in this system, he could be a good player. Just think about it now. If, if Rashawn Evans, first round guy, you and he played up to that first round, you know, pick. You would have been giving him more than that. Yeah, he would probably fifteen. And we've talked about this. So now you get a guy that's cheaper and better, and probably, it can probably play the the pass a, a lot better. I think he can. I think he has some versatility in his game more than people want to give him credit to. That's what he he's great at and is good. Because, see, people try to use it against you and for you. Mm-hmm. All right, what is his attributes? What is he great at? Oh, he's just a, a run stopper. Well, guess what? He's good at something. That He's good at something. <laughs> yeah. And it stands out. So <laughs> yeah. stop talking about the negative <laughs> and coach him up on those things right. and see if he'll get better at them. But you want to stand out at something. We were just talking about Juju Smith-Schuster, and I go, he's a real good receiver, but what is he good at? What what may, he's just good at every little thing, but he's not great at anything. He's not he, he's not he's, he's just a good receiver. So I go well, dang, you can get a whole bunch of good receivers, but don't get caught up in the name Juju Smith Schuster. I mean, and everything else. What is he great at? What do people go? Uh oh, when we play this guy, 
He does this. Yeah, I don't, I don't, hey, crickets. Yeah, but when you say you playing Zach in it, you say, hey, man, he brings that hammer. Go look at this tape right here when he body slams somebody like he was in WWE. Like, ooh, that is nasty. He seems That's like contagious, too. Oh, gosh, yes. He, he seems like a guy who, and you nailed it, just a prime candidate for a rework. You don't want him to go anywhere. He got here. He's still playing at a high level. He's 27. I just looked. Oh. Hey, man. We're going to give you some upfront money as a bonus. We're going to drop your cap hit down this year. Yeah. yeah that's going to drop how... that sucker way, way down. And then now you got him, Long, and Rice. And, and you he... got three dudes now. And, and Long and Rice are both on rookie contracts. Right. And cost so, you so, much of anything. So you, you, you're doing fine here. You can draft one in the later rounds. But linebacker, I see all the experts talking about linebacker. You know, I, maybe that comes from they think they're going to lose Cunningham. Or they think at 26 you're going for the highest rated player and they just stick linebacker in there. Uh, you know, I you know, and watch him take the linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> would you throw a brick at your TV? No, nah, I would. You know, just because a defensive guy, but I, I would throw my uh, brick at the TV if they took a tight end. Because <laughs> I know that's what you want. Well, because you don't pigeonhole yourself, Mickey, to draft because that's what you need. If there's no player that's worthy do of that pick, yeah, no, J. Rob won't do yeah, it. Yeah, right. You can't take. You can't force. That, oh, God, I, I need a tight end. This guy doesn't have a first-round grade. Don't take him. You can't do it because then you'll come up and look like boo-boo. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't. If, if a guy had a, you know, late second-round grade, I wouldn't take him at 26. He, I, I wouldn't do that. I told you I went back. I and, would never take a tight end first round unless I'm getting a transcendent-type tight end like Pitts or, you know, all these Kittles, Kelsey. The, 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 no. the original Kellen Winslow. Yeah, the, yeah exactly. <laughs> the dad. Those guys are really receivers that play tight end. Yeah, that's that's all I can. I can't I can't take another just a solid all around good tight end in the first round. I can't do it. I told you I went back and looked the last couple of years and I found the Patriots. I think it was two years ago. They had picked 23 and they traded it for a two and a three. And the two was number 37. It was pick number 37 in the draft. I bet John Robinson would do that so fast. Extra three well, and a take, two. Yeah, I would t- yeah, get, yeah. Trade out of twenty six. Yeah, now nah, I would take one in the second round. This is some some solid ones. But guess what? You can get some solid ones on the on the free agent market. Yeah, they're not gonna cost you about me. OJ Howard. I mean, we could just go down the list. Joku. Joku. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some guys out there. Uh, Seki. Yeah, you can even bring back uh, maybe some of the guys that uh, were on the team that are up now. Quality players, and if you're not gonna get better than them then you don't take them first round. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're not going to do that. They're probably going to draft a tackle. And when they do, i got to decide if I'm going to throw a brick at my TV. Uh, we got to throw a brick at Allen Bell next. <laughs> Super Bowl's coming up on Saturday. Let's get the inside dope on all the betting angles. Uh, and Allen is super entertaining. So whether you're a better, you'll want to stick around. Or whether you're not, you'll just like the entertainment value of Allen Bell next. I'm Blaine and Mickey. Blaine to Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Ozzy, do you know what this song is that you're playing, Lucas, or did you just, like, hit a button? There's lightning strikes. I, I, I mean, I know you can read the title of it. You know, that, thank you. <laughs> that was the I would do right there. Thank, thank uh, you for strike. reading. What are you talking about? Thank you for reading the title. Do you, can you name one person who is on this track besides Ozzy? No, I can't. I'd be lying if I said I listened to a lot of Ozzy growing up. Like, I loved classic rock, listened to that stuff, but Ozzy was not one of those people. Well, I, I knew his name. 
<laughs> okay. Let's bring in Alan Bell of Sportsline. AB, can you name one person who played on that track that just brought you in? Uh, so the song's called Lightning. Uh, that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> what, year okay. was this? what year was this, Mickey? That would have come out in 80... Oh, Alan was not born yet. That would have come out in... <laughs> Well, I was going to say, look, I, I wanted to say, uh, Lucas just, he just nailed how I got through junior high and high school. You just say the first answer and move on. Let the teacher go to the next person. Ah, uh, there, there you have it. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, AB, we were having this discussion uh, as we started the show. Turns out Lucas Panzeca is a big charcuterie board aficionado. Uh, <laughs> He is planning on, you know, building one in the shape of uh, Nissan Stadium for a Super Bowl <laughs> party with his roommate. What kind of spread do you have at uh, Shea Or Bell? do you like to have? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'll tell you this. The charcuterie board is the way to go because Ooh. you get a lot of different variables. Yes. Yeah, and it's not too expensive either, right? Mm-hmm. People like to go out, get themselves, you know, a big, some, you know, whether it's olives. a turkey or a ham. Like, yeah, you could go all mm-hmm. kinds of different options. Jeez. It's like an appetizer dream. Yeah, that's the way to go for sure. Yeah, now we're talking. See, mm-hmm. I just, like, who looks at honey and thinks, yeah, I'm going to take a wooden thing and throw it in honey and then like get a handful of nuts you know and then like some brie cheese has been sitting out for four hours and i'm gonna cram that on a cracker that tastes like the stuff you get for you communion at church oh, man. this is delicious i mean man i think i think you gotta check you gotta try it out I mean, you gotta go. no i mean i've had it but it's like uh, it's, it's, better it, than it's you cold think. cuts yeah it's it fancy is. cold cuts it and is. honey it is they are Okay, well, I'm, I'm getting yeah. nowhere with you guys. Let's yeah. talk betting. Well, well, oh, no, no, leave no, that there's more. The, no, no, I got to ask this then. Okay. If you were doing odds, what would be the favorite dish for the Super Bowl party? What are you thinking? Is it like oh. wings, pizza, or something? You know, what do you think? Oh, wings. Absolutely wings. Because, again, it's a very easy product to make. You really can't mess it up. You've got multiple different flavors. You can buy them in bulk. Yeah, wings are perfect for the Super Bowl. They're going to sell a ton of them. Also, any kind of chips and dip, right? Like, it's it's essentially any type of appetizer platter you could put together. That's the way to go. But, yeah, wings are your one seed here. Okay, I hate that we're doing this, but Jay Martin and Ramon got rabbit holed down this the other day with Schaefer. And Ramon apparently won't eat the flats. He only eats the drums. You have some type of aversion to one of the chicken wings or the other? Oh, no. As long as it's cooked, I'm good. I don't care which <laughs> I one do it like is. The, I like yeah. the drumsticks more so I can just bite them and just keep it moving. I don't have time yeah, to exactly. splitting them up. And, I hope yeah. Ramon's not listening, but I like the flat ones better. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, Ramon. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it seems like a lot of people people need to follow Alan on Twitter at AlanBell247. How many people tweeted you that they won money picking Vrabel as coach of the year? Oh, a lot. Yeah, and one person hit it for $4,000 last night. That was a nice hit. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, a lot of people were all in on Vrabel, and it paid off nicely. Um, how much do past trends at the Super Bowl favor into bets in any current year? Like who wears the white jerseys or who had to travel the farthest or who did this or that? How much do pa- – because it's always two different teams. How much do past trends factor in? Well, except New England. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, you, you've got to take into factor the, the teams that are playing, right? But I'll tell you the biggest one is this, is that you usually have pretty tight spreads, right? And underdogs generally find their way – winning the game outright and and covering, right? Oh. I'll say this. 
The biggest indicator is this, is we saw out of every playoff game this postseason, all of them, from the wild card up until, you know, through the championship round, every single game, the team that won the game covered the spread except the Rams against the 49ers, and that was only by the hook. So keep it simple. The team that you think is going to win the game, bet them as well. Okay, Alan Bell uh, from Sportsline at Alan Bell two four seven on Twitter for all these nuggets and more. Well, is that what's going on, Alan, uh, with the public money? Uh, where where is it all going to? Everybody just assume that the Rams are the team to bet on because they have the better yeah, roster. So- well, it's fascinating because when it opened up at three and a half, the Rams is a favorite, right? Mm-hmm. It jumped. We saw it pretty much all week. Uh, it went all the way to Rams minus four and a half, meaning about ten million dollars over the you know over the country came in betting on the Rams. Well, in the last forty-eight hours, we saw it come back on the Bengals and drop that number a full point, which is about five million dollars or so, oh, roughly. Man. So yeah, so the public just came back on the Bengals, but we're starting to see it spike back up to four, and it's probably going to get back to four and a half. So, long story short, the Rams are the public favorite, but not by a ton. It's closer than people might think. So it's like, what, three and a half now? Yeah, it's depending on your book. It's three and a half. It's four at most of them. Okay. Uh, And I bet by Sunday we get back to four and a half. Okay, my favorite. What are some of your favorite prop bets as I, I love that, like the who wins the coin toss and what will be and <laughs> anthem length and everything else outside of football as well as in the football game. Well, I'll tell you this. All right, so in the Super Bowl betting, you're going to have 8 million different ways to bet the game. And everybody's going to look at Cooper Cup receiving yards and Matthew Stafford passing yards, which are fine. We're all going to play those, and they're fun. But what you have to do is you have to dig deep and find the value plays. And I think – that I've found it. I went back to the last seven Super Bowls, and on average in each Super Bowl, there's almost nine punts per game. The over-under on punts in this year's Super Bowl is six and a half. Oh, that means that's low scoring? Super value. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got some really nice value there. And then also, you know, you could play receivers in terms of, like, total yards that they're going to have. I like playing longest reception. I think Cooper Cup, he's going to get his, but he's going to see double coverage too. Odell Beckham, longest reception over 23 and a half yards. I bet we get this in the first half. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm looking. Man, you just said six punts. That means it's low scoring. So then that takes my mind to how many first downs will there be as a bet, prop bet. Yeah, you know what? That, and you look, that, that's a great question. And here's also one, Blaine, I'll throw this to you. With going through those last seven Super Bowls, all right, the winning team on average had 15 more plays in the game uh-huh. offensively than the losing team did, right? Oh. So that's really where Super Bowls come down to is who's controlling the clock, who's controlling the game. Those old cliches that we all talk about, they – they absolutely they make sense in this mm-hmm. game. So, yeah, the team that you see that you think is going to control the clock, control the pace of the game, yeah, I'd bet them. Man, you may, man, I may start betting, man, because I, I have no idea how to gamble. <laughs> but, man, some of your analogies here uh, really uh, pique my interest uh, and make me dig a little bit deeper uh, just in watching the games and, you know, which way uh, it leans uh, the most. Uh, finally, who do you, without gambling at all, do you think is going to win the game? Well, I'll tell you what. I've ridden the Rams all postseason because of this exact yep. mantra. Okay, The Cincinnati Bengals want to win this game. The Rams have 
to win this game Uh-oh. because they've leveraged their entire draft future for right here, right now. Next year, no first-round pick, no second-round pick, no third-round pick. The next year, no first-round pick. They don't have a first-round pick until 2024, <laughs> making all these trades for right here, right now. They all know what time it is, and Matthew Stafford is do or die as well. So the Rams, I'm all in on them winning, covering. I think the Rams get this done. Final score, what do you think it's going to be? Uh, 27-23 Rams. Ooh, a close one. We on with Alan Bell with Sportsline. So where do you have the over-under set for the game? Or, or what, is, what is the current over-under? Where do you sit? Uh, do you, which one do you think will hit? Well, I'll tell you this, right? So, yeah, over-under sitting is 48-and-a-half. I like the under, and here's why. The Biggles and play. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Vegas got him. I was going to say. Vegas sniped him. They can't be giving out all this information, man. They're going to lose money. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, in between time. Yeah, he's gone. And not Just that, a red line. Yeah, I know we're not going to – I wasn't going to ask any more about Super Bowl. I know you were. But I wanted to ask him what are the odds on what position the Titans pick with the 26th pick in the first round. I'm – I'm sure the old lineman will be uh, having the bus. I'm not just kidding. As, as, as well as which player maybe even has that, uh, you know, on the docket. Is he back? He'll be back in just a minute. I see. Oh, okay. I see yeah, that I was talking to him. Yeah. Let alone, you know, after we saw that big, huge NBA trade of Harden, who, who, I, you know what I want Harden to be punished? I want him to be punished because he cries every time he doesn't get his way, you know, and he's out on a winning team, that he has to cut his beard now. He has to cut his beard. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Bell is back now. I don't know if he's cut his beard recently. Alan, we lost you, man. Uh, Vegas, we think, actually pulled the plug on the call because you were going to help people make too much money. Yeah. 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 Sorry about that. So, yeah, speaking of the under, right? Uh, both teams are combined 5-1 and one to the under this postseason, and the only over that hit was that Rams-Bucks game because of that epic comeback from Tom Brady attempt, right, where he put all those points in the fourth quarter. Other than that, these two teams would be 6-0 and oh to the under. And, Blaine, I think you'll like this stat. The Cincinnati Bengals, their three postseason games, the Raiders, the Titans, and the Chiefs, all three, the final play for their defense in each one of those games was an interception. In it, oh, wow. Yep, all three. Uh-oh. He may have asked me yep. for some trouble here, man. I may change what my pick is. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Bell, our guest from Sportsline at Alan Bell 247. Uh, my favorite thing is always where somebody takes, like, a bet from the Super Bowl and then they combine it with, you know, an Olympic downhill race or something. What's your favorite <laughs> cross-sport bet for this game? Yeah. Yeah, they're a lot of fun, right? Like, and we've got the Olympics this time, too, that you can mix those there. The most popular are usually NBA, mixing it in, especially with somebody like LeBron James and their points and their assists. But I'm like you. Let's make it wild. Get as weird as you can. Somebody finishing just on the podium, whether bronze, silver, or gold. Or, like John Morant going for 40 points night after night after night. I'm with you. Those are a lot of fun. Um. Who do you like as at any time TD score in this game? To me, those are always interesting props because you look at a guy like Cooper Cup and you think, he's been so good, how could he not score a touchdown in this game? Or Jamar Chase or some of these guys. Agreed, right? And, you know, in the playoffs, and Blaine, you could answer it better than anybody else ever could, right? Like, teams and coaches, especially with their quarterbacks, go to the guys that they trust the most. Playmakers make plays mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, in the playoffs. They get the stats. So, yeah, Cooper Cup. Jamar Chase, Odell Beckham, 
Like, those are going to be your guys. Like, don't overthink it in terms of anytime touchdowns. Those are the dudes that usually score year after year after year. Trust it. Those quarterbacks go to them. Yeah, those are your guys. So this is just a, another – I've written out – we don't get to talk to you as much as we used to, so I thought, I'm going to write down a couple of general questions. So mm-hmm. FanDuel's a show sponsor, and, and I do some ads for FanDuel, and, and I have to pick parlays, and I'll have to say, you know, in my spot, this is my parlay. And I'm always hesitant to pick the first quarter over. And those numbers never seem to be very high. It's 10 points or 9.5 or, you know, 12.5 or whatever. But it seems like hardly anybody ever hits the first quarter over. Am I imagining that? No, no, you're not. You're, I mean, you're exactly right. Like, it, it's tough because, you know, first, you know, first quarters of the NFL go very quickly, right? And I'll tell you this. I went through – because you're looking at three possessions roughly, okay? So, again, going through the last seven Super Bowls, the opening drive for each team in the last seven years, so 14 opening drives, resulted in nine punts, four field goals, and a Tom Brady interception. Not a single touchdown. Not a single one in seven straight years, right? So – yeah, man, they're tough to answer because that clock goes so fast. Well, I may be looking up that first quarter over uh, or under, as it were. Uh, Alan Bell, our guest here on Blade and Mickey. Mm. All right, one more question to the Super Bowl, and then uh, I'll move on. That is, who's the long shot to get the MVP outside of a quarterback? So, yeah, great question. Now, look, if you're betting the Bengals to win the game outright, you're going to have a plus 175 money line. You might as well just bet Joe Burrow to win MVP at plus 225 and almost double up your money somewhat, right? But the only only other option, it's not going to be Javon Chase, won't be T. Higgins, won't be Joe Mixon. It's Evan McPherson, the kitcher, right? Oh. Like this dude, yeah, like this dude yes, I like it. five field goals. Yeah, he's made 14 in the postseason. Like, he's just drilling it from everywhere. So, your best option, if you're looking for a long shot, is Evan McPherson. Because on the Rams side, like, it's going to be a Stafford, a Cup, an Odell. Like, it could be Eric Donald. Like, that, like, you know, him or Von Miller, maybe. But there's so many stars that it's tough to do. With the Bengals, it's either Joe Burrow or Evan McPherson. So, yeah, the kicker, that's your way to go if you're looking for the long shot. All right, we're going to take you down this rabbit hole with the Titans, <laughs> and that is who will be picked with the 26th pick or even give us position group. Let's see if you can get it right, and we'll come back and check with you to see if you got it right on the 26th pick. If the Titans stay there, what position or uh, you know player do you think they'll take? So I'll tell you what, let's have some fun with it, all right? All right. $100, and remember this one, $100 to the charity of 1045's choice, your choice, if I get it wrong. We always talk about it every year. It never happens. Tight end. The Titans will go tight end on their first pick of the draft coming up. And if it does, You just made me change my pick on the Super Bowl already. <laughs> Y'all, you dealt them with that craziness. <laughs> And if it's wrong, hey, we're sending it right over to some people who can use it, and we'll have some fun with it, man. Oh, man, you don't even have a name for us? No? No. I, no, I don't okay, have a tight end. I know it's a ways away. Okay, okay. I, I was asking a little bit much there for you. All righty. And then now after we saw this humongous trade there by the NBA and, and Harden, and uh, you know now I want him to get his beard cut off, uh, who's up to win the uh, NBA uh, title now? Who has the best odds? Well, here's the crazy thing. Like, after everything that the Nets have gone through, they're still the favorite. What? Right? Like, it, yeah, it's, it's madness, man. Like, the NBA is nuts. 
part, I mean, it shows to show you, like, how good Kevin Durant is, how good Kyrie can be, like, how talented that team is. It's nuts, man. Like, the NBA has just been crazy. Like, their trade deadline is better than anyone else's. Yeah, man, the Nets, they're right there. Because who's going to take it from them? Like, we'll see in the playoffs, but, yeah, they're your favorite right now. Mm. One more, and this is for my man, my mixter here, mixed master over here. Major right. League Baseball, will they start on time or will it be delayed? No season lockout. What do you think? Oh, they'll start on time because, you know what, Rob Manfred likes to talk that, you know, owning a team doesn't make much money. I know it's blue-collar work right. for these owners out here. But I'll tell you what, what they don't want to do is lose money. So, yeah, they'll come together. They'll get this thing going. A.B., I don't think any sport has been hit harder maybe than Major League Baseball with the pandemic money losses. They need to play games. They have to play games. Yeah, they do. You're exactly right. And, like, it's the one time to where the players – I mean, I know they always have leverage in their union, right? It's so mm-hmm. strong in baseball. But, yes, like, uh, Mickey, 100% of what you just said, the owners really do need to make money. Yep. So, yeah, the first pitch is coming right on time this year. Oh, oh, one more. I, I just one. It, it got it's a silly one. It's a silly one. I just heard this when I was watching TV earlier today that the weather is supposed to be like eighty-five or something. Is that true? In Los Angeles? Yeah, for the for the game. Yeah, yeah, it's hot. Like it's super hot and it's windy. It, it's really odd, Los Angeles weather. Like usually, you know, you get a little wind, but it's a nice sixty-eight. Yeah, it's been hot all week, and it's going to be warm out there too. And remember, SoFi Stadium. It's not a dome. It's basically if you built a super nice stadium that looks like a tailgating canopy, like that's what it is. <laughs> Got like you. legit. Yeah, the, yeah, the breeze, you like, can feel the breeze in there, right? Yeah, you can feel it. It's going to be a little warm, man. So, yeah, good call on that one. Hey, it means the ball's going to be a little loose. Take those over on the longest field goal. They're going to be booming them out there. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to give you a call later to make sure I, I bet right. <laughs> yeah, my go. first time go. is all your fault if it goes wrong. <laughs> I'll take that for sure. Hey, AB, always hey, great hey, stuff. People need to look. Sportsline.com is the place to go uh, to get yourself educated on all these bets and just sports in general. It's a fantastic website, sportsline.com, or just follow at Allen Bell 247. That'll get you there. Thanks, AB. With an A. Man, appreciate you guys, man. Take care. Allen Bell. His Twitter hey. is amazing, by the way. Uh, yeah, he's hilarious. There's just It's a never ending stream of amazing stuff. All right, we come back. Hall of Fame class announced. Some guys that Blaine knows well. Let's get into that, uh, including, I-, I think, the first ever Jaguar to go in. Guy that we talked about yesterday, oh, yeah. and then he went in the Hall of Fame. We'll have that mm-hmm. next. But first, why don't we do this? Let's give away some Preds tickets. I mean, come on now. It's free ticket Friday with 104.5 The Zone and the Nashville Preds. So caller 5 has a chance to win tickets to see the Nashville Predators versus those uh, Washington Capitals. Smashville, Tuesday, February 15th. It's like the day after Valentine's Day. Puck drops at 7 p.m. Hockey in full swing here in Smashville. So don't miss out on the next home game again, Tuesday, February 15th. Preds take on the Washington Capitals. You want more information about Preds tickets, go to NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny. I, I, I had somebody talk to me at the grocery store the other night. and I yeah. said, About the charcuterie board? No, they may have been building the charcuterie <laughs> board. By the way, just a side topic on the show today. You can hit us on Twitter, 
Lucas is a charcuterie board guy. You can let us know what you're having for the Super Bowl. Yeah, Blaine's uh-huh. a wings guy. Lucas is, you but know, I can go with the charcuterie board. Salami though. and honey. Well, I'm an everything guy. Nuts. I will not, I will yeah, not be. Say. That's not my Super Bowl. Right know, preference. I'm a, I'm just gonna be eating wings and whatever else is in front of me. But yeah, Sunday. I don't mind charcuterie every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Me and, me oh, and I, wifey. I, I, I mean, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll eat it. I, I mean, I don't mind cold cuts if it's in front of me. No, you're great. frowning when no, you say it's okay. that. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> it's my natural wrinkles that make me look frowny. By the way, it, 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 we have bright lights in the studio. Yeah. Somebody asked the other day, "Why does Mickey have on white gloves?" Those are just my hands. Oh. Yeah, well, half of it is my fault because I'm blind. <laughs> So I have to turn up the lights all the way up so I could uh, see and, and stay awake. It looked like I had on white gloves. It's no, just that was my hilarious skin. When they said that. Like, yeah. What? Why is Mickey wearing white gloves like Mickey Mouse? You, you want me yeah. to turn the light off over there, man? No, I, I think we got a nice balance today. It's nice in here. Uh, nice balance for this Hall of Fame class. So mm. literally, we were talking about Tony Baselli yesterday, and you said, I don't know why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, him Can't say it team. anymore. That big rascal made it. Yeah. He got in. I was watching. I was trying to get my son ready for bed, and he's. Got I didn't the, even know they were going to announce that at the NFL Honors at the other. Had they ever done that, or did I, they do I that? I think before? they do it now. Okay. But I'd forgotten all about it. I wanted to see what Mike Vrabel said because we all should have bet money. We knew he was going to win Coach of the Year, and he did. Yeah. We could have made some money off Alan Bell yeah, there. Congratulations! Congrats yeah, to Vrabel. Um, so I'm trying to get my son ready for bed. And he has this little basketball hoop, so we play horse on this little hoop every night before we go to bed. It's just mm-hmm, something yeah. we do. And I, I had. The Olympics on a TV, <laughs> but I had the NFL awards on my phone. Oh, just so I could hear it out of one ear. So I, I said, "If Mike Vrabel gets this award, let's see what he says." And Rich Eisen just walks out and starts putting people in the Hall of Fame, just like the, you know these. They're very special people here tonight, but uh, I'm here to introduce some even more special people. And then he starts just like Leroy Butler. I'm yeah. like, wait a second, and yeah. Tony Baselli, late great Sam Mills, uh, Richard Seymour, Bryant Young. Cliff Branch, the late, great Cliff Branch. I remember him in uh, uh, middle school. I mean, he was a fan. <laughs> he Cliff, was fast, though, man. Well, and he wore 21, so every season. So that was, that was that kind of weird. He stood out. The Raiders were a big speed kills. Mm-hmm. Al Davis loved fast, fast people. Guys. And Cliff Branch was his fast person for over a decade. Mm. Uh, um, the other guys, director of officiating, a longtime director of officiating, Art McNally. And Dick Vermeil got in. Yeah, yeah, and all I could think of was that Dick Vermeil was not in, and he wasn't in. Well, I always think that every year when I see the guys. But uh, yeah, yeah, I congratulate uh, about three of those guys. I, I, I communicate with Leroy Butler, uh, Baselli, as as well as uh, Richard Seymour, uh, which I think all those guys are you know definitely Hall of Fame players. I mean, they were bad, bad dudes in their era and their time against the best. So yeah. I mean, I was looking at somebody who's trying to say, oh, Rondé Barber should be in. I saw this on social media. Oh, no, they were kind of comparing stats between him and Leroy, Leroy Butler. Butler. First of all, one is a corner and one's a safety. Mm-hmm. So you're you're not looking at it from the right prism, first of all. I mean, because you can't compare a safety to a, a, a corner getting in. So, I mean, I was, I was surprised, really, that Butler had that many interceptions. I was like, wow. He had a boatload like, of Man, and he played. I was like, wow, that's that was impressive. Uh, so... Yeah, I think he uh, is long overdue, to be honest. Yeah, and, you know, they put some other guys in. I think that really brought awareness of some guys, uh, safeties who hadn't got in. Uh, I was real interested in seeing uh, Willie Anderson uh, not get in. He's uh, by far, if you talk to any of the pass rushers, the elite ones, he's up there with the best. Bengals offensive lineman mm-hmm. that yeah. 
you've said that, and we've literally sat and interviewed top pass rushers from his era and, and asked him, who gave you the most trouble? They all say Willie Anderson. Remember, I asked Willie McGinnis. He yeah, and he goes, oh, but I don't want to get those lighting. Right. Willie Anderson. Anderson right. and, and you and me linked at each other like, everybody says that guy. Yeah, because he didn't give up sacks. He was one of the... You know, when you watched him on video, too, you know, it made me also think of, uh, you know, back when I first got in the league and I played with him in a Pro Bowl is uh, Richard and Webb from the Dolphins. Yeah. Another elite tackle. And I go, man. And so uh, I think Zach Thomas again in at some point. Yeah. He was elite. So there's a, there's a lot, you know, and then Eric Allen never gets mentioned. And he was an elite player uh, by far in my mind. So there there's a lot of players. uh they get missed, but uh, it's definitely an honor uh, to get in uh, to the NFL Hall of Fame, as we all know, and I congratulate all those guys uh, that got in. I saw uh, Zach Thomas had tweeted out just a really nice message and thanked Dolphins fans and the people who you know want him to get in. He's right. classy to the end, but it's, yeah, you uh, got to be. I mean, I think this is the third time for Richard, and I, I communicate with him pretty regularly, and. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I don't even. Sometimes I can't even tell. I don't even know if he really cares. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, dude, there's no way. He's like, hey, man, it's just kind of a grueling process. So he kind of just kind of blocks it out, I think. And if it happens, it happens. Uh, you know, that's when you know you were one of the elite guys because you know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when, I think. And nobody says that, but that's, I think, where it's coming from. Steve Young introduced Bryant Young. And he oh, said, yeah. I and remember he, he got defensive player of the year. And he said, oh, my, my my, I think he said my brother, you know, fellow Young, Bryant Young. And he said, yeah. the, the thing I love most about him is that I never had to play against him. That, oh, that's man. basically how you introduced Some of y'all are like, Bryant Young, people are trash in this class. These were unbelievable players. Yeah, this is during my era. Uh, so I definitely mostly during my era, I might have caught the tail end of some of them. But, no, these all guys are well – Deserve. I mean, now I'm naturally I wasn't there. Cliff Branch and everything else, but uh, even uh, Sam Mill. Yeah, all those guys are. Yeah, they're deserving. Cliff Branch, three-time uh, Super Bowl wins with the Raiders, and mm-hmm. Sam Mills, who was part of the original USFL, USFL, and and now in the NFL Hall of Fame. Who was he with, with the Stars? Who was he with? <sighs> I was just guessing. I have no idea. I knew you would know better than me. Uh, I know because I looked up two weeks ago, but I can't think of it. Five, eight, nine, middle Middle linebacker. linebacker. When they didn't used to be little. They were big when he played. Bad, man. Now, he would be even badder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In this game, uh, with the way he could move around the field. All right. Mm -hmm. We got to move to hour number two of the show. We got Call Your Shot coming up. So get ready to call your Super Bowl shot. And Buck Rising in 25 minutes on Blaine and Mickey. The Buckster.